Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was hungry. Jesus entered our humanity. When he didn't eat, he was hungry. As a faith community, we just had Ash Wednesday where we fasted from food. I admit, it doesn't take me 40 days and 40 nights before I become hungry. <laughs> I miss one meal or even eat a little less food at one meal, and, and I'm aware of it. When we don't eat what we are accustomed to, we experience hunger. And it's a good thing because it helps us to realize our dependence on food, and hopefully that moves us to a reflection on the one who provides all of our food and all of what we need. We come to a greater awareness of our dependence on God for everything. This morning I wish to speak with you about developing a hunger for the Eucharist, for attending Mass, for seeing the Mass as the center of our life, for helping us to see that really our coming to Mass, this is a way of expressing our recognition of our dependence on God for everything, on giving thanks to God for everything. All over the United States, the Church is engaged in a three-year Eucharistic revival, a time to deepen our understanding and appreciation for the gift of the Eucharist. I invite you now to listen to Father Juan Pablo Duran as he describes the first of five suggestions of how to enter into the celebration of Mass. The first thing to do to live Mass reverently is to pause and reflect on what the Mass is about.
brothers and sisters, let us call upon our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. And then at the beginning of the, uh, at the beginning, right after the offertory, the priest says, pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. So the first thing to celebrate Mass with reverence is to pause and remember that we are the ones that are worshiping God. We are there, not as spectators, but we are, we are there as active participants in the liturgy. You know, you could say the liturgy is not a spectator's point. Liturgy involves every single person that steps onto the field, which is the church. Okay, this is the point when you get your bulletins out. And you can turn to page six in your bulletin. When you turn to page six, probably the first thing you'll notice is there is Cinderella's castle there. <laughs> right? That is concerning the Lansing Catholic uh, musical, and you can check that out at a different time. I want to refer you to the left of that. The, the heading says, Would you like to celebrate the Mass more reverently? reverently? And so that's an article about uh, this Father Juan Pablo that we just heard. And what you'll see is it mentions there's a, he's going to be using the acronym PRAISE for five suggestions over the Sundays of Lent. And we're going to get snippets of that. Uh, we got a little bit today at the homily. Uh, the next few weeks, we're going to hear little snippets. But really, to appreciate it, I encourage you to go to the watch the full video. It's about 21 minutes long, and there's the, the link for the video. Okay, So that's one thing that I would encourage you to do this Lent. Now, below that, uh, it, it's part of what we just heard. And he quotes this Father Timothy O'Malley, and it's the kind of quote that you can really spend some time pondering. At, when we're at Mass, we enter into the life, death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus in this time and space, right here, Sunday, February 26, 11 o'clock. Jesus, the Lord of history, dwells in our midst, uh, we are the body of Christ, Jesus' body. That's where he talks about Jesus celebrates the Mass. Jesus celebrates the Mass through his body. That's each one of you. As a priest, I get to preside at Mass, but each one of us, when, whether we're five years old or, in uh, Irv's case, 95 years old, and anything in between, we are part of this body of Christ we're not here as spectators, but we're here as participants, okay? So that's, that's the big point that I, I think I'd want to say about uh, his talk today. And as I said, we're going to be hearing more in the weeks ahead. Now, uh, the next piece I wanted to mention is the little black book. And 
One of the things that a lot of us have been using it during Lent, I think we're getting a little thin. I think we got a few left, but I think we're, maybe there might be a couple over at the office. But one of the things I like about the little black book, using that during Lent, is how it starts every year. It starts with my Lenten plans, and it's got a blank page. And a lot of us, we immediately want to run in and write in, well, this is what I'm going to do for Lent. But it always makes the point that before you write anything down, first take some time asking God, God, how would you like me to spend Lent 2023? Take some time in prayer. Take some time to listen to God. You know, how often we do something with prayer, fasting, or almsgiving, but what in particular am I called to this Lent? So I tried to do that, and what came to me was this Lent, I think God is asking me to deepen my understanding and appreciation for the Eucharist and to ask God to increase in me a hunger to celebrate Mass each time with you. I celebrate a lot of Masses here, okay? And guess what? Sometimes you start to just, oh, just, well, Tuesday I'm going to a Mass. Well, I think the call is for me to really deepen that understanding and appreciation, that hunger for every time that I get to celebrate Mass here with you. Now, I don't know what plans God has for you this Lent, but I want to invite you to consider maybe God desires all of us to deepen our understanding and appreciation for the Eucharist, for each of us to increase our hunger to celebrate Mass together. Now, you're on page six of the bulletin. Flip it over to page five. Nope, don't, yeah, okay, turn the page back. There you go. All right, and on page five, you will see in the upper left, it says Eucharist revival, breaking open the celebration of the Eucharist. This Lent, for the five Wednesdays of March, every evening 6.30 to 8.00, and the five Thursdays of March, 10 o'clock to 11.30, Laura Kastner, our adult faith formation, is going to invite us to down to the fellowship hall. It's, it's going to be a chance for us to really seek to understand and deepen our understanding of what happens at Mass. And I'm looking forward to it. I plan on coming this Wednesday uh, for the first session. I don't think I can make it to all of them, but I would say to you, if you can make it to all of them, wonderful. That's a great thing to do. But even if you can't, come anyway to whatever you can come to. Okay? Now, what's my next piece? Ah, turn to page four in the bulletin. Do you see where it says this week in our parish, the part in blue, and it lists the things going on at our parish? Within that are the masses. Okay? So I want you to think about with your calendar, what's the next Mass you're going to participate in? Now, maybe it's next Sunday at 11 o'clock. If that's the case, go ahead and take a marker out. Just circle Sunday, March 5th, 11 o'clock Mass. Or it might be that during Lent, you might say, you know what, I think I meant to come to a daily Mass sometimes during Lent. And if so, take a look at our daily Mass schedule, whether Tuesday night at 7 or at 9 a.m. Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. Circle that. 
Whatever it is that you circle, between now and then, I invite you to say a prayer and ask God that the next time that you come to Mass, you can have that sense. I'm coming to celebrate as the body of Christ, to join my prayer with the offering of Jesus on the altar to God the Father, to come in thanksgiving, to come uh, asking God for whatever it is we seek. Okay, now I'm going to go back to that little black book. If you got it last week or on Wednesday, and if you've been following along, this Sunday, in the upper left corner, it has a quote from St. John Chrysostom. This is the quote. If you cannot find Christ in the beggar at the church door, you will not find him in the chalice. I think that's a good quote to think about, isn't it? If you cannot find Christ in the beggar at the church door, you will not find him in the chalice. And I, what I take that to mean, you know, we're, we're focusing on, on the Jesus present in the Eucharist, and the bread and wine become the body and blood of the Lord, and the patent and the chalice. I think when we really enter into an understanding of that, it naturally flows into finding Christ in those who are hungry, the thirsty, the sick, and the stranger. The words that Jesus uses in Matthew chapter 25. Now, one more time for the bulletin. Turn to page 3. And on page 3, in the upper left column, it says, Thank you. That thank you is directed to all of you because our parish, 10 years ago, this Lent, 2013, we embarked on the Matthew 25 initiative where we made a commitment as a parish community to give a portion of our Sunday offertory to those in dire need, those described in Matthew 25 the sick, the poor, the hungry, the thirsty, those needing shelter. And we've been doing it ever since. And so you can read the rest of the article about how we've been doing that. But I just wanted to mention it to you that over these last 10 years, um, I'm very pleased in what we've been able to continue this practice because it took a real stepping out in faith to do this. And we have so far... Uh, shared with 220 charities, uh, those who have been served by those charities locally and all over the world. And I believe it's been a blessing, not only for the people served, but I really believe it's been a blessing for our parish to do this, to designate a portion of our offertory in this fashion. May we find Christ in the chalice and Christ in those who are hurting at our door and around the world. Now, uh, how do we come up with these designated charities? Sometimes it's from people, you give proposals to our Matthew 25 committee, and then our Matthew 25 committee is the ones that then uh, designate a, a particular charity each week. And so I'm going to ask if anybody who is currently serving on our Matthew 25 committee or who has served sometime in the past years, if 10 years, if they could please stand. All right, 
I wish to thank you for your service to our community. Now, we've been giving 5% of our Sunday offertory to Matthew 25 designated charity, but then during the six Sundays of Lent, we double that to 10%. And so if you look on the blue shaded box uh, to the right of the thank you, you'll see that this weekend, 10% of our offertory collection and any gifts received in the Matthew 25 envelopes, they're located back by that map of the world that designates our Matthew 25 charity. Uh, it's this week, it's going to Catholic Relief Services to help the earthquake victims in Turkey and Syria. Now, I'm sure you've been hearing about this in the news, and it, it's a huge number of people affected uh, by these earthquakes. But I, uh, in last Friday's e-news, from the bishop to the priest, he gave us an update from Father John Maclerati. Now, some of you might remember John. Back in 2016, in the spring, he was a seminarian, and he was doing his internship here at our parish. And then after he was ordained a priest, he served in our diocese. But the last few years, he's been serving as a military chaplain, and currently he is stationed in Turkey. So this is what he wrote to the bishop. Hello, bishop. I'm sorry I did not think to give you an update on this sooner, but I've been a little busy. The earthquake that struck Turkey is in my region. I am okay, but the local city of Adana has been very hard hit. It seems many of the buildings were not built to withstand earthquakes as well as the buildings we have on base were. Currently, my home base of Incherlik, we are working 24-hour ops and 12-hour shifts to support all the influx of humanitarian relief going through the base. I'm currently in a geographically separated unit in the mountains that was hard hit by the earthquake and a blizzard. A lot of the local nationals that we work with have lost family members. Please keep me and all the people here in your prayers. So let's pray for Father John and all the people affected by the earthquakes, all who are working with relief earth efforts uh, uh, for the earth people. And may our prayer, our fasting, and our almsgiving this Lent help us to grow in our hunger for the Eucharist and our hunger to serve Christ in our world. <laughs>